السلام علیکم ورحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ می پیس اینڈ بلیسنگس آف اللہ بی اپون یو آل دس از دی ڈرائیو ٹائم شو ہیئر آن وائس آف اسلام ریڈیو اسٹیشن سم تھنگ دس ڈفرینٹ ٹو ڈے از دیٹ وی آر بروڈکاسٹنگ فرام حدیقت المیدی وچ از دی پلیس ود دی اینول کنوینشن آف دی احمدیہ مسلم کمیونٹی از ہیپننگ رائٹ ناؤ اینڈ ٹمورو اینڈ آلسو all the way till Sunday. Now we have had um, live programs before as well. Uh, started this morning at 7 o'clock. Um, Arif is with me here in the studio, Rabahuddin Arif. No stranger here, of course, to the Voice of Islam listeners. Assalamualaikum Arif, how are you doing? Thank you so much uh, for the lovely introduction. Thank you very much. I, I think what I was saying that um, we've had um, we've had um, programs uh, live since, since 7 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. and um it's been very interesting to see um you know this this uh, live broadcast happening from um here from from uh, from from hadikatul madi which is you know the um a place of uh, annual convention here in hampshire and um of course the the topic for today we're going to look at something that's fundamental in something like this event of this scale being able to to um, to go ahead really uh, we're going to talk about leadership divine leadership and how important that is in uh, in the ahmadiyya muslim community and in our faith in general as well and the absolutely. importance of faith which is the reason why we have this event here absolutely and i think it's vital because this is as you mentioned is the perfect opportunity to speak about such an important topic we are here um in hadikatul madi which which means the garden of the mahdi Uh, a place where we meet up uh, you know annually and our beloved uh, um, imam and the head global head of the md muslim community um, you know he uh, revives our faith by uh, you know spiritually enlightening uh, speeches and lectures and uh, we revive our faith here by worshiping together and um, you know we see the leadership of khilafat right in front of our eyes and we partake of the blessings for it but of course we have to uh, explain further yeah. as to what uh, leadership is especially uh, divine leadership that is uh, solely inspired by uh, the almighty god almighty and uh, uh, let's dig deeper and find out more exactly i mean in in today's political climate um, we know that the world is in desperate need of spiritual guidance of um, of you know righteous leadership um i think this morning when um, we had our breakfast show and uh, i was listening into that and uh, there was a discussion ha- happening around you know the leadership context contest here in the uk where um obviously there are there are leadership contest here where uh, potential two 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 of two, one of two people could be our next uh, prime minister and there was a lot of you know talk between uh, our presenters as well that you know what's going to happen what are the policies going to be like how are these people going to lead the country whereas what we have experienced you know in the previous yeah. years has been very up and down turbulence so i think that shows how important leadership is and we as ahmadiyya muslim community are very lucky that we obviously don't need to go into political issues and Absolutely. you know problems and issues like that we stick with the religious uh, and spiritual guidance that the head of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community gives us and you know what a beautiful um, last few hours during the Friday sermon you know we were, we were sitting in the main yeah. market and we were listening to his holiness speaking and he was saying that look if you are volunteering at this event 
make sure that you show a good conduct make sure that you treat people the guests nicely and then you know he even went as far as to say that if some guests you know um you know demands for something and and you feel that that demand is not justified still go all the way to try to fulfill the demand and always keep a smile on your face absolutely i mean these are some of the fundamental morals of the islamic teachings and morals that sometimes you see um you know lacking in the society yeah and you know we're lucky that we have a divine uh, leader who always reminds us of these these small yeah. things that are really important that's actually a, a beautiful quality of a divine leader that uh, at every step of life to guide uh, his community um in in from from a small scale because it has a bigger impact on the wider community and the wider society as well uh, and a positive one so uh, but we've also seen uh, from history that the world was always in need of a divine leader and always had a divine leader uh, yeah. you know when we look at the time of uh, prophet adam uh, peace be upon him the the very first prophet uh, to the holy prophet muhammad peace be upon him uh, as uh, as well who was the final law bearing prophet and mankind uh, had always had uh, someone guiding them so today as well in today's show we'll be uh, talking about why the world needs a spiritual leader mm, exactly there are many ways people have described le- leadership uh, and we'll give you some of those examples for example bill gates defines it as we look ahead into the next century uh, leaders will be those who empower others whilst um, another person warren bennis says that leadership is the capacity to translate vision into reality from these two quotations we can see that a great leader needs to be able to you know inspire others he needs to uh, kind of be able to encourage people as well as show them a vision and then they will follow that vision and turn their ideas into reality and much more and that's something that we see with the <clears throat> with the you know political leaders as well as um you know famous people in the world that they are very driven and very clear in their mind what they want what they want and what vision they have and then people follow that because they they see okay you know this is this is the vision and this person is is uh, is ta- going towards success and yeah. we'll follow him so that's 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 exactly what leadership is about and now we're looking at something that's not religious but if you come to what we were talking about divine leadership where since the beginning of time um you know allah the almighty has been sending prophets because every time with the passage of time people have been declining in in their moral uh, state and there has been a lot of conflicts a lot of uh, issues in the world uh, morally moral decline so allah the almighty has always sent prophets to uh, guide people and they were truly inspiring truly righteous truly driven um, yeah. you know leaders by god almighty and they changed people they changed their lives absolutely people who were probably you could say criminals people who were um doing the worst of things completely you know changed um and and became like angels because of the effects of of prophets i mean the prime example is of the holy prophet peace and blessings be upon him because that at that time you know when we look at arabia the time it's also known as the time of jahiliya mm. uh and uh, you know the time of ignorance where people 
you know would uh, exceed in 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 sin in in bad deeds and you know at, at that time where people uh you know who, whoever could drink more alcohol would be considered more honorable yeah and that was the time where you know lying and deceiving and uh, all kinds of vices were spread all around in in arabia and that was the the prime of of that time of ignorance where the holy prophet peace be upon him was sent to reform and you could see that uh you know from his actions from his teachings from his love people you know changed drastically mm. um and they developed a positive uh you know attitude and uh, you know connection with the almighty god so from you know from one day to the other they changed in their behavior so that's also a significant part of of you know yes. having a divine leadership absolutely and when you talk about uh, prophet muhammad peace and blessings for allah be upon him being the prime and the best example it's not something that you and i am talk we're talking about here because voice of islam and we are yeah. both imams and you know we are muslims that's why we're talking about this and saying that but actually there are critics there are people who are non muslim who have written this you know they have yeah. made these statements for example michael hart is one famous author and um, uh, you know historian and he has um, in his book uh, um, 100 uh, most famous uh, leaders yes he has uh, put down prophet muhammad uh, peace and blessings for allah be upon him as the first one because of his exceptional leadership and yeah. his righteousness and obviously he lists a lot of things that we have mentioned before as well So we're going to talk about this in more detail um about divine leadership the importance of divine leadership then in the second hour we're going to look at the importance of faith both of these topics obviously are very closely linked but uh, it's a time for a short break we'll be right back um here on Voice of Islam radio station broadcasting from Hadikatul Madi here in Bolt listening to the voice of islam radio broadcasting on dab and via the internet 24 hours a day ahmadiyat 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 zindabad this message love for all hatred for none is a universal message a message that needs to be moved out beyond the media community into the wider public the message you have on that wall love for all and hatred for none has become more important than ever before in this fractured world i admire your community your creed love for all hatred for none and i admire your leadership in this difficult world that we live in love for all hatred for none love for all and hatred for none love for all hatred for none ahmadiyat zindabad the promised messiah and holy peace founder of the ahmadiyya muslim community in islam states since most do not yet contain such enthusiasm to accept difficulty and hardship for the sake of meeting me Hence it seems appropriate to appoint 3 days a year for this jalsa 
in which all sincere individuals, if God wills and if health, resources, and lack of any major hindrance permits, can visit on the allocated dates. Our friends should visit on this date solely for the sake of Allah, to listen to heavenly discourses, and to participate in prayer to their utmost ability. A new station, the Voice of Islam, with live discussions, religion and culture. Understand the true teachings of Islam with the Voice of Islam. You're listening to the Voice of Islam Radio. Broadcasting on DAB and via the internet 24 hours of the day. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. May peace and blessings of Allah be upon you all. Uh, welcome back to Voice of Islam Radio Station. Welcome back to our live broadcast from uh, Hadikatul Mahdi here in Alton, in Hampshire. Um, where we are broadcasting from Jalsa Salana, the annual convention of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, the largest convention, um, largest Muslim convention, in fact, in the whole of UK. Arif, we were talking about divine leadership uh, yeah. and leadership in general as well. Um, so let's just recap for some of our listeners who might be just tuning in and uh, probably not aware of what we are discussing. Absolutely. So um, we've been uh, talking about divine leadership and giving some examples as to uh, what divine leadership is, how can we define leadership, uh, especially divine leadership, divinely inspired leadership. And we spoke about the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, how he changed uh, Arabia, not only Arabia, but the whole world with his teachings, with his example, uh, the implementation of, uh, you know, God's law uh, on earth. Uh, with his physical actions and how people were inspired by him even to this date not only muslims but non-muslims alike people of a faith and no faith were uh, you know astonished uh, about the great example of the holy prophet muhammad peace and blessings of allah be upon him um from a, a very small scale to to large scale and we also spoke about how we are currently um, undergoing the annual convention, the Jalsa Salana in the UK, and we are currently uh, here broadcasting as well from Hadika um, uh, in the from the UK in Hampshire. And uh, we just heard a very beautiful uh, Friday sermon uh, also by uh, the global caliph of the MDA Muslim community, who's also a divine leader of uh, the MDA Muslim community. And uh, he as well gave very beautiful instructions as to how we should treat our guests, how we should, uh, you know, forego some of those things uh, that, you know, might not seem, uh, you know, um, if, if someone is not, you know, doesn't like a particular thing or wants a particular thing, then we should accommodate for that, whatever the needs are for our guests, because uh, he gave the examples of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon yeah. him, how he would, uh, you know, uh, treat his guests in the best possible way. And that's our prime example. And that's how we as uh, a community are inspired by our, um, you know, divinely appointed leader. And uh, we're looking forward to the next 
uh, to three days where we will listen uh, to our uh, global caliph uh, of the MD Muslim community, Hazrat Mirza Masroor Ahmed, and he will also guide us uh, in this aspect so that after this annual convention, um, you know, we bring about a spiritual change in ourselves. Yeah. But um, and, and that is the, you know, the, the purpose, isn't it? Of exactly. This, uh, annual the, convention that's, to bring that's, about that change. That's the first and foremost pur- uh, purpose of that, that we uh, observe prayer together. And that's what, you know, he emphasizes as well, that we should constantly be in a state of prayer yeah. and uh, to develop ourselves spiritually as well. And uh, by looking after our neighbors, our fellow human beings, we, you know, in morally and in socially, we develop as well. Um, but coming back to, to the actual topic that divine leadership mm. is, is something that has been with us from, you know, from time immemorial. I mean, when we look at, uh, you know, the different religious leaders, uh, you know, that uh, progressed, uh, in uh, during the time of, of mankind from the time of Prophet Adam, peace be upon him, to uh, Prophet Noah, Prophet Abraham, Prophet Moses, and finally uh, Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon all of them, uh, we see that, you know, everyone has inspired their particular people, um, you know, and, and built that connection between, uh, you know, mankind and, and God Almighty. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's something that we see worldwide now as Islam has spread to, you know, all corners of the earth, really. And we have uh, lots of guests and uh, delegates who come now to, to attend this Dilsa Salana, this annual convention here in the UK, because it, it's become an international event because of His Holiness, um, the head of the Amdiya Muslim community being here. Um, and, and today we're very honored and very pleased uh, to have um, a, a missionary and our uh, esteemed guest, um, from uh, from Ghana, uh, Mr. Uh, Ali Mahmoud, who is uh, with us in the studio. Assalamu alaikum, peace be upon you, um, uh, Alim Sahib. How how are you doing? Yes. Alhamdulillah, I'm doing fine. Walikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Thank you very much for joining. I think, especially um, our guests who uh, or our listeners, I should say, who have been listening to Voice of Islam radio station over the uh, last few years, would recognize. You know, maybe recognize uh, Alim Sab's voice because you have been uh, on on air with us over the over the phone, obviously. Yeah, many times before. Um, a few so years. So it's it's the first time you're coming into the studio, is it? Yeah, this okay. is my first time in the studio. Okay, brilliant. So, um, uh, Alim Mahmoud, uh, you you are the missionary of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, serving in 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 Ghana. Uh, please tell us uh, in in what capacity and uh, how long have you been in Ghana? Yeah, uh, my name is Alim Mahmoud and uh, I came to Ghana in November 1998 mm-hmm. and uh, ever since I'm serving in, in Ghana as a missionary, my initial appointment was uh, under the Nusrajan scheme and uh, I was sent to one of our senior high schools and uh, I taught there. I've uh, been the, in the, the Nusra Jahan scheme is an educational scheme? Yeah, the Nusra, Nusra Jahan scheme uh, is uh, fundamentally supervising or you can say taking care of the educational and health needs of the people. Mm. And uh, we have many hospitals for that, to that effect and uh, we have many schools, mm. primary, middle, then senior high, then we have uh, a college of education that is a teacher training colleges. and. Uh, Hospitals are there and some other projects under the same scheme are underway. Mm. So I was uh, posted in one of the senior high schools uh, 
and I've been in the classroom for 21 years. Wow. So in October 20, 2019, I was uh, transferred by His Holiness, our uh, the Khalifa al to come and assist our Amir Sahib in Ghana. So since then, I am in Accra and uh, I was with the working with the Amir Sahib. Yes. yes, but still I have a very strong connection with the education. Education sector. Yeah, so I am now in the Ahmadiyya Education Unit yeah. also. I'm also supervising and uh, doing working with them in statistics department. Yeah, I think I think that's uh, so, something really amazing because obviously you spend such a long time in 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 that in schools and in education, and when we had the chance to 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 visit, you know, just just briefly for one or two months, um, different countries in Africa, um, it, it's it's amazing to see how much uh, education is appreciated. Um, in, in in countries in Africa, in Ghana, in Sierra Leone, in Gambia, in Nigeria, perhaps ev- everywhere where the Ahmadiyya Muslim communities has established so many schools. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think it's also very not not strange, but it's an it's a phenomenon that you know uh, I experience quite often, as um, especially when I meet person or people from uh, Ghana. They they they're living here in the UK. And I mentioned the Ahmadiyya Muslim community to them, and 80% of the time they say, "Oh yes, I know them quite well because I myself have have received the education yeah. from the Ahmadiyya Muslim yeah, yeah. school or college, etc." So, you know, this is how uh, you know education is playing a big role in yeah. in the African yeah. countries, especially in in Ghana, yes, uh, as well. Yeah, because uh, many. Uh, dignitaries, you can say, on the higher, you know, walks of life, many walks of life, they are serving in the governments, they are serving in the churches and whatever. Even one of the moderator of uh, Presbyterian Church right. in Ghana, uh, Palmer, Buck- Palmer Buckle, I, if I'm not okay. misspelling his name, he attended one of our premier school in Kumasi. Right. That is a T.I. Ahmadiyya Senior High School, Kumasi, that was uh, founded in, you know, 1950. Amir Wahab Adam Saib of the blessed memory, he also attended that school and many other people. Uh, just recently re- retired uh, Justice Kwakujan, he also attended that school. And there are many, many other people yeah. in, in different places. You can and meet them in ministries. Not and to forget that our global caliph of the Amnik Muslim community also studied served. And, and served in, 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 Ghana. in Ghana. And as well. he served even as a headmaster. His, where he was serving, it is very far from Kumasi, in a very remote uh, area of uh, northern region. Right. You can say almost like uh, two to three hours drive from Tamale to Salaga, Salaga Senior High School. Hmm. And uh, if even today you go to Salaga, you can have a feel that you are making a very uh, difficult journey. Hmm. And you can imagine that those uh, 70s, late 70s and early 80s, when Huzur used to live there, he served in that school uh, in the capacity of a headmaster. Mm. And then later, he was assigned to work on the project of uh, growing wheat in <coughs> uh, beyond Tamale. So he left the school and he came for that project. Right. So Khalifa Masih the fourth, he assigned him that, uh, uh, I mean, work, and he successfully did that. Mm-hmm. And uh, that uh, that time, the Amirsa was. Uh, Molana Abdul Wahab Adam Sahib, he even presented that, uh, you know, grown wheat 
the 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 sample of those wheat uh, like ground wheat to the government because had the kalimamsi the fourth uh, said that we should do we should present it to the government so that they should take over from that mm. and ours was to show them that in this climate you can grow wheat mm. which is uh, one of the commodities that uh, is you know you can say that um, very you know in demand in high mm. demand all over the world so but anyway from that uh, that time it could not be done government have their own priorities and reasons but it is grown in nigeria mm-hmm. it is grown in uh, other countries but uh, that is ghana for you mm-hmm. so <laughs> amazing i mean that's uh, that's such an amazing uh, example plus plus i'm i'm pretty sure that you know since we're talking about divine leadership you must have seen so many examples of you know um how powerful the impact of uh, the amdia muslim community because of the divine leadership exactly, we have exactly exactly uh, is uh, is showing and it's prevalent in in ghana as well you see that word divine uh, def- uh defines it the word divine that tells you what we are talking about mm. you know anything that allah's hand and support is behind it will come to pass and uh, i have seen from in my uh, 24 years in africa that whatever hazrat khalifa to masih has designed or just initiated or just asked us to test or uh, start something you you see that like it starts rolling out <laughs> and you i remember that there was a time that we were we were like uh, uh, struggling to have some air time like we can get some time on tv or some here and there so that we can also project our you know our voice yeah. because the churches are all over mm. even though the in ghana we were just talking when i was sitting in the guest room that uh, in ghana especially they don't allow the religious organization to to have to own a radio station they okay. have their own radio, but okay. you know these all christian uh, churches they hide behind the private investors and they they all the time play those things so we wanted to also have our voice yeah. being heard and when a time came that hazrat khalid masih the khamis aida talab bin aziz he initiated something and then we started to have time like this program that we are now currently having uh, you know the mta uh, international team always traveling to 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 ghana mm. and training the gbc ghana broadcast companies yeah. uh, the, their technical staff and whatever and they were very happy so it was an idea that uh, was conceived by the khalifa of the time the yeah. caliph of the time yeah. and because he's a divine leader and he 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 talks he he conceives an idea with the with the guidance of god yeah. so we saw that within some small time the fruits of that well the fruits yeah. of that time these the thing they were very welcoming the gbc and they, they 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 started giving us time and then later on you know that a studio was built in ghana a very first class uh, mta studio was built in ghana wow. then we have mta ghana then we have uh, this thing uh, what do you call it uh, the airtime on gtv the ghana television is still going on and our uh, contract with them and our agreement with them is still is, is still moving on very successfully so this is a very good example of uh, divine leadership that when sometimes 
you are trying to have something and you you are struggling you you don't even know how to get it done mm. but the moment other side the voice came in and azul's you know guidance came in vision was there the yeah. vision was there and things started rolling it's out a very and very beautiful example i mean this is exactly what we are speaking about divine leadership we know that uh, a leader cannot be successful in whatever task it is unless there's divine power behind it mm. and this is the promise that god almighty has given that you know uh i and my messages will prevail this is what the whole yeah. quran says yeah. and we see that this is an example from one country uh, in africa but we see that day in day out the people write letters to the global caliph of the amni muslim community yeah. asking for help because they're stuck at something mm. they they need guidance they need help they need some sort of inspiration where uh, you know beloved uh, uh, the, uh, the beloved caliph of our community praise for every each individual whether it is uh, an ahmadi or a non ahmadi seeking for help but yeah. he is there uh, the closest person to god almighty to receive that divine power exactly. uh, and and uh, pray for the individual absolutely um all right you're listening to voice of islam radio station um this is a special drive time show uh, we're broadcasting here from uh, jalsa salana the annual convention of the amadiya muslim community here in alton Uh, join us after the break. Uh, we'll just go for a short break, and then we'll be right back uh, with more content for you. You're listening to the Voice of Islam Radio. broadcasting on DAB and via the internet 24 hours a day The conditions of initiation bed in the Ahmadiyya Muslim community by Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad of Qadian the promised messiah peace be upon him The initiate shall solemnly promise one that he or she shall abstain from shirk association of any partner with god right up to the day of his or her death two that he or she shall keep away from falsehood fornication adultery trespasses of the eye debauchery dissipation cruelty dishonesty mischief and rebellion and will not permit himself or herself to be carried away by passions however strong they might be Three, that he or she shall regularly offer the five daily prayers in accordance with the commandments of God and the Holy Prophet, sallallahu alaihi wa alihi wasallam, and shall try his or her best to be regular in offering the tahajjud and invoking the rood on the Holy Prophet, sallallahu alaihi wa alihi wasallam. That he or she shall make it his or her daily routine. to ask forgiveness for their sins to remember the bounties of god and to praise and glorify him for that under the impulse of any passions he or she shall cause no harm whatsoever to the creatures of allah in general and muslims in particular neither by his or her tongue nor by his or her hands nor by any other means 5 
that he or she shall remain faithful to God in all circumstances of life, in sorrow and happiness, adversity and prosperity, in felicity and trial, and shall in all conditions remain resigned to the decree of Allah and keep himself or herself ready to face all kinds of indignities and sufferings in his way, and shall never turn away from it at the onslaught of any misfortune. On the contrary, he or she shall march forward. 6. That he or she shall refrain from following un-Islamic customs and lustful inclinations and shall completely submit himself or herself to the authority of the Holy Quran and shall make the word of God and the sayings of the Holy Prophet the guiding principle in every walk of his or her life. 7. That he or she shall entirely give up pride and vanity and shall pass all his or her life in humbleness, cheerfulness, forbearance, and meekness. 8. That he or she shall hold faith, the honor of faith, and the cause of Islam dearer to him or her than his or her life, wealth, honor, children, and all other dear ones. 9. That he or she shall keep himself or herself occupied in the service of God's creatures for his sake only, and shall endeavor to benefit mankind to the best of his or her God-given abilities and powers. 10. That he or she shall enter into a bond of brotherhood with this humble servant of God, pledging obedience to me in everything good for the sake of Allah and remain faithful to it till the day of his or her death, that he or she shall exert such a high devotion in the observance of this bond as is not to be found in any other worldly relationship and connections demanding devoted dutifulness. You're listening to The Voice of Islam Radio. Broadcasting on DAB and via the internet 24 hours a day. Speaking about the aims and objectives of this annual convention, the Jalsa Salana, the promised Messiah, founder of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmed on whom be peace, writes, This is one of the needs of this Jalsa, that strategies for the spiritual well-being of Europe and America should be put forward. For this is now a proven fact that good-natured and sincere people of Europe and America are preparing to enter the fold of Islam. The Promised Messiah, founder of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community in Islam, states, I conclude with the prayer that everyone who travels for attending this convention, that is, for the sake of Allah, may Allah the Exalted be with him, reward him in abundant measure, have mercy on him, Ease up for him his circumstances of hardship and anxiety and eliminate his anguish and grief. May he grant him freedom from every single hardship and lay open for him the ways of achieving his cherished goals and raise him up on the day of judgment amongst those of his servants who are the recipients of his blessings and mercy.
May he be their guardian in their absence until after their journey comes to an end. O Allah, O sublime one and bestower of bounties, the ever merciful and one who resolves all problems, do grant all these prayers and grant us victory over our opponents with scintillating signs because you alone have all the prowess and power. Amin. Amin. You're listening to the Voice of Islam Radio. Broadcasting on DAB and via the internet 24 hours a day. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. In the name of Allah, the gracious, the merciful. Welcome back to um, the live broadcast here from Voice of Islam radio station here in Alton. Uh, temporarily, we are broadcasting live uh, here from the annual convention of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community happening here in Alton in Hampshire. Uh, joining me in the studio here on site is uh, my co-presenter, Ravadin Arif. Uh, then we also have uh, Ali Mahmoud, who we were talking to earlier, just before the break. And we now also have uh, Sir Dr. Iftikhar Yaz uh, with us, who is uh, uh, no stranger to the Voice of Islam uh, show, because we have had you many mm. times uh, on our Indeed. programs before. Indeed. So, uh, again, a very uh, great honor to have you uh, Thank joining you, sir. us, sir. Thank you. Um, how are you doing? Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. We are just getting attuned to this wonderful atmosphere here, you know, the beginning of the Dalsa, and we are going to hear our beloved Khalifa in uh, a short while for Absolutely. the opening address of the Jalsa Salah. Yes. MashaAllah. MashaAllah. We are so blessed because of that. Uh, um, you know, we were just talking about Arif and I, we were talking that in his Friday sermon, um, our beloved Hazur, um, the worldwide head of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, um, you know, really uh, talked about details of, uh, of, of our spiritual, um, you know, reformation and how we as, uh, as, as human beings, how we should deal with other human beings, and yes. especially here at this convention on, on this large scale when you have um, you know, hundreds of volunteers plus thousands of guests coming. Very, very true. The relationship between the guest and the host plus, you know, how we should always have smile on our faces, be positive, have a, um, you know, positive attitude um, mm. and, and mm. you know, take care of each other. That's, that's, uh, that really is uh, something amazing, something that shows that, you know, um, a divine leadership, what it gives you, uh, spiritually, especially spiritually, because we did talk about political leadership, that people are looking up to something or someone to guide them or to inspire yeah. them. But often what we see lack in, um, uh, often what we see lacking in uh, political leaders is their yeah. own good example yes. or their yeah. morals. Really? You see, Khalifa is the divine channel of communication between Allah and His creation. So this is a very fundamental point to understand that Khalifa is not an ordinary human, you know. He's a special visregent, a special rep of God Almighty. And the whole philosophy of Khilafat is 
that we have amongst us a being who is like us to convey to us and remind us of our commitments, obligations and responsibilities that Allah has put upon us in this world. God Almighty has very clearly said that I have not created you without any purpose. You know, He has set a purpose for our creation and it is very difficult to follow that purpose without being constantly guided and reminded. Mm. And that is why God Almighty decided to introduce, to institute this heavenly system of Khilafat so that Allah continues to communicate with His uh, believers constantly and keep them reminding on. Mm. I mean, you, you, we, we see it in our own lives. Although some of us or most of us are well knowledge about the teachings of Islam, about the Holy Quran, about Islam, they are well knowledge, you know. But still, in terms of practicalities, in terms of behavior and conduct, we have our failings. Mm. We, we, we forget to do lots of things which we actually want to do. Mm. The intention is there, the desire is there, but still, you know, the, the determination, the resolution to act on those wishes is uh, very weak, mm. very often. And that is where the Khilafat comes into. For instance, as you were just mentioning, what Huzur said in his Friday sermon today is not something which is new. Mm. It is something which he keeps on repeating every Jalsa. And not only every Jalsa here uh, in, in London, but he keeps on repeating that every Jalsa, wherever it happens, whether it is America, whether it is Canada, whether it is Africa, the values are the same and the teaching is the same and the expectations are the same. So we, we really have to be very, very thankful that for some reason, you know, uh, why, I don't know what our elders did or what our ancestors did, we have been blessed accepting the Khilafat of this age and through this Khilafat we are linked right up to Allah. Mm. And picking up on that, um, uh, Alim Sabifa would come to you, the state of Muslims today is, is, is very, very clear. Um, you know, Muslims in general are, 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 are disunited. Um, there are, you know, billions of Muslims and there's, you know, there, there are Muslims. Islam is the second largest religion. But what it fundamentally lacks, obviously, is that unity. So, as uh, Sarif Tukhariya was saying, that they want to have some kind of leadership. Over the time, have we seen that any any examples of them trying to 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 create some kind of leadership on their own? But it, it really hasn't worked. Why? And and what's the key here? <laughs> well, you see, they want to have a divine leadership or 
leadership that should inspire them, but they want to have it their way. Mm. That is a fundamental problem. You know, <clears throat> divine leadership is divinely, you know, uh, inspired. inspired and not divinely uh, instituted. Right. It is not you and me coming together to think that this is the way, let's do it this way, let's do it that way. It doesn't happen. It doesn't work that way. When the moment we say divine leadership, it has to come from God. It has to come from God. And what is fundamentally missing in them is that, you know, you can understand Khilafat uh, like a body, you know, the human structure. Human body, if you cut my hand, I can still live. If you cut my whole arm, I can still live. If you cut my two arms, I can still live. If you cut my two legs, without my limbs, I can still live. You cut my head. And let's see if I will live. This head is so fundamental. There is a there is a there is a work of brain that the brain does, and there is a heart, and there is that link. I'm not going into those details, but I'm just making it very 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 simple for us to understand. You cut my head, let the remaining body intact, be intact. I can never survive. That is what is missing in them. And they are trying to look for that head or that leader through their own, you know, mischievous kind of, you know, uh, plans and whatever. Meanwhile, that doesn't happen. Mm. The Prophet, uh, the Holy Prophet Muhammad, the founder of Islam, he told us about all these problems that we are seeing in this current age. Mm. It is nothing. It is nothing that which which is hidden only to you and me. It is available. The historians can flip through the pages of the history and find out all these things are imagined there. But he was a good doctor. He was a divine doctor, but a good one. He did not just mention the problem. He also diagnosed and and prescribed the cure. A medicine, the cure. Yeah. And nobody is ready. Unfortunately, among the masses of the Muslims, nobody is ready to accept that fundamental, you know, the the key. That we should look for that cure through the divine guidance, because Prophet was also guiding us through that divine leadership that we are talking about. Absolutely. So that divine leadership cannot continue and cannot come to realize. We cannot realize it unless we look into those divine guidelines, which were you know uh, mentioned by the Prophet Muhammad So that is that is the thing mm. which is lacking. And there is disintegration and disunity everywhere. And uh, by all means, you know, uh, like Quran says, "Tasabohum jamia, makulubohum shatta." Sometimes you may become frightened looking at their masses and their numbers and whatever. Yeah. But don't be afraid because "Tasabohum jamia," you you perceive them to be together or to be one unit. Makulubohum shatta, but their their hearts are just shattered shattered mm. they are just apart there is nothing to be you know when 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 there are there are five people and they are together and they appoint one of them as their leader mm. that is called jamaat that is called unity that is called one unit leadership mm. because there is a leader who inspires and he has followers who are ready to do anything on the command of the leader on the other hand you can have 1 million people mm. without a leader they may be crowded somewhere 
maybe uh, by 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 some coincidence they are together in one ground or one field or somewhere but you cannot call them a jamaat a unit a unity mm. because i have i happen to you know meet some uh, you know some uh, groups meeting to discuss the the and and uh, what do you call it the plans to bring uh, as a, a kind of you know uh, this disregard to the jamaat they, yeah. they 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 sat together come together yeah to bring harm to jamaat yeah. but when it was time for their 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 salat you see them small small groups praying here and there yeah, those khatme al-murad conferences and whatever yeah. they they come together to discuss that how we can finish jamaat from the face of the earth meanwhile when it is time for prayer you see five there three there two there so what <laughs> is that yeah this is the situation current situation yes. of the muslims the so called you know they they claim to be believers of this day and age and to portray the true face of islam but still they're lacking that divine leadership divine that leadership. that treasure that uh, is is much needed but this is the case of uh, muslims of 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 believers but then there's also a party of people who you know we know from uh, official statistics um, that don't believe uh, in a divine leadership they don't believe even uh, in the existence of god i mean the, the number of non-religious people in the uk has increased by 46% uh, over 8 million people declaring that they do not belong to any religious group so um we we're going to take a short break uh, in a bit but afterwards i will uh, request sir iftikhar ayas uh, to maybe shed some light on why and uh, why you know uh, is or what can we do or why is there a need for uh, a divine leadership especially to those people who say that oh i'm on, i'm my own man i don't need anyone so to uh, okay. yes yeah. i don't need anyone to follow and i don't want to belong to any community mm. but uh, we will speak more of that after uh, a short break so uh, join us back to uh, the drive time show here on voice of islam uh, broadcasting live uh, from the annual convention 2022 here the jalsa salana from orton hampshire assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh may the peace and blessings of allah be upon you all uh, um, in the name of allah most gracious ever merciful welcome back to the drive time show here on voice of islam today uh, a special broadcast from uh, orton hampshire where we are currently at uh, the annual convention the jalsa salana 2022 the, uh, which is the annual convention of the amdia muslim community here in the uk and uh, here uh, in the studio uh, currently with me is safir um, uh, ali mahmood from ghana and sir iftikhar ahmed ayaz um, jazakum allah gentlemen assalamu alaikum welcome back um, and we were currently just uh, speaking about um, that uh, you know about divine leadership where we had very beautiful um, you know stories and 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 um, you know information from our uh, guests here in the studio about how uh, divine leadership actually is and what the qualities are of a divine leadership um, and we just spoke about uh, or i just posed a question to uh, if uh, sir iftikharayas uh, regarding Uh, those people who uh, think they are not in need of divine leadership uh, whether uh, a person to follow or if 
uh, even to believe uh, in uh, God Almighty, in, in, in an entity which uh, provides uh, guidance through a human being for mankind. Um, what about those people that believe that, you know, they, they, they don't need to follow anyone and they don't need to be inspired because they already know what is right and wrong? Well, how do they know what is wrong and right? This is the question, you know. Right. Uh, the, the, the problem is that humans only learn from observation and experience. So a child has to have some atmosphere, some environment in which he can observe. You know, there have been experiments to bring up children with apes. Right. Or bring up apes with children, hmm. you see. And that proves very, very clearly that a human needs a demonstrator, uh, a human needs someone to show and act. Even a small child cannot walk without the help and guidance and support of someone. Someone has to hold his finger <laughs> to make him. And even, uh, you know, simple things which are essential for existence, like eating, you see, like relieving oneself, you know, in different ways. All those things, the child learns by either by telling the child what to do and sh not only telling, but showing the child how to do it. Right. So if that is important, then the question arises, you know, those are very initial fundamental needs of life. But what about the role of a person who's grown up in this world, in this community, in this society, what has he grown up for? Hmm. Does he have any objective? Does he have any purpose? And if he has any objective, if he has any purpose, who is going to define it? Who is going to define it? Hmm. And that is why, you know, God Almighty, for us who are believers in Islam and we believe in God, God has set three important fundamental needs for a complete belief. The first need for a person to actually be a believer is to believe in the unseen. Actually, when you, when you really think about it, nearly 75% of the things that we deal with in this world, we cannot see them. It's only very few things, you know, when we look around, the visuals are very limited. The visuals are very limited. Most of the things that are important for our living, for our life, for our future, for our family, those are the things which we cannot see. Mm. And Allah said this right in the beginning, because to believe in the unseen is the fundamental issue for prayer, for worship. And in the Holy Quran, God first says, believe in the unseen, 
then god mentions salat he does not mention salat first because salat will be meaningless yeah. if one does not believe in the unseen mm. so that unseen is very important and only after salat god almighty mentions sacrifices you know spending in the way of allah or other forms of sacrifices so what is important is that even those who do not believe in god mm. they have to have some recognition some faith in the unseen mm. you see how, how can they really live if they do not believe in the unseen there are so many things which we need we need the air to breathe you know we have emotions we have happiness we have sadness we have this we have pain so many things you know which we cannot show mm. if i have pain i can say i have pain but you cannot feel it yeah you cannot feel it you cannot see it you see so those fundamental things prove prove that the unseen is very very important and who is controlling that unseen this is the important question who has brought in all those ingredients all those items all mm. those ideas which we cannot see but which are very important to us so whether you believe in god or you don't believe in god but you have to believe you have to accept that there is some power there is some one wherever that someone is who is controlling all this system yeah for providing us the essentials you know uh, for our successful existence and life and for 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 muslims it is it is very simple because when allah says you have to believe in the unseen that unseen means you know believing in uh, not only the the founder Uh, of this universe but also believing in whatever god almighty has said that is why god says believe in the unseen because you cannot see me but i've got something for you which is extremely important and that is your uh, uh, law of conduct behavior etc etc the holy quran and then you know allah has provided demonstrators of the holy quran you know first in the form of the holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and then others so this is how life goes on and one cannot really totally deny that one can just live on and grow up and live in this world it is not possible mm. it is not possible because all these few ex- examples that i have given you know definitely show that man cannot just perceive everything that is essential for his living he re- he is dependent on others to show him mm. and if there is someone required at the initial stages of life there is definitely someone required at the advanced stages of life mm. and then who is that and then who is that so this is a very interesting uh, uh, conversation and debate I wish we could go on with this yes, but I think we are very close to the uh, jalsa time now yes. it is just another 10 minutes before it starts so I think all that I have to do is really really thank you very much it's always a pleasure for me to join in your programs 
and I truly enjoyed the conversation. But the problem is when you really get into the heat of it, the time is over. Time is to go. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Jazakallah. Jazakallah. We're going to go to a short break and we'll be right back after a short break. Okay, Ji. You're listening to the Voice of Islam Radio. Broadcasting on DAB and via the internet 24 hours a day. Three proofs of the truthfulness of the Prophet Messiah. One, in a hadith of the Holy Prophet of Islam, وسلم, he has said that there will be two signs in the support of the Mahdi that have never occurred before since the creation of the heavens and the earth. These two signs are eclipses that would occur on very specific days during the month of Ramadan. In 1894, a few years after Hazrat Musa Ghulam Ahmed made his claim of being the Prophet Messiah, India and the subcontinent were witnesses to an eclipse that had occurred on the first of the three days of the full moon and in Ramadan. In the following year, in 1895, the USA had witnessed an eclipse that had occurred on the second of the three days of the full moon again in Ramadan. Now we know eclipses aren't something that can be man-made, nor is there any technology on the planet that could create such a spectacle. So this has to be the work of God. This is clear, undeniable evidence in support of the truthfulness of the Prophet Messiah. 2. Performing miracles is commonly associated with prophethood. Jesus is said to have healed the sick, Moses is said to have parted the sea, and Jonah is said to have survived the belly of the whale. On one occasion, during the time of the Prophet Messiah, there was one student named Abdul Karim who fell severely ill with rabies. Now at that time, there was absolutely no cure nor any medication that could heal Abdul Karim. So the Promised Messiah prayed for the recovery of the student and Abdul Karim made a miraculous recovery. Now, without any human intervention, this can only be attributed to the work of God. A second miracle during the time of the Promised Messiah is how he had perfected the Arabic language overnight. Now, how long would it take me or you to learn a language? Some years? Even people with degrees find it difficult to call themselves experts in the language. The Promised Messiah received a revelation of 40,000 Arabic words overnight, a language that is commonly known to be one of the most complicated languages in the world. This can again only be attributed to the work of God in support of the truthfulness of the Promised Messiah. 3. We can see from the history of the Prophets that they have always been victorious in their claims and their missions. Similarly, the Promised Messiah has been victorious in his claims and his missions. The Promised Messiah received a prophecy from God that I shall cause thy message to reach the corners of the earth. Now the Promised Messiah received this prophecy in a rural village in India in Guardian, an unknown town to the world. Now we can see that a little over a hundred years later, his message and his claim has reached over 200 countries around the world. This is nearly every country on the planet. Now who can now say that his message has not reached the corners of the earth? These are clear proofs of the truthfulness of the Prophet Messiah. This message, love for all, hatred for none, is a universal message. 
a message that needs to be moved out beyond the media community into the wider public. The message you have on that wall, love for all and hatred for none, has become more important than ever before in this fractured world. I admire your community, your creed, love for all, hatred for none. And I admire your leadership in this difficult world that we live in. Love for all, hatred for none. Love for all and hatred for none. Love for all, hatred for none. A new station, the voice of Islam, with live discussions, religion and culture. Understand the true teachings of Islam with the voice of Islam. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuhu. Welcome back to Voice of Islam radio station. You're joined by myself, Safir and uh, Rawahuddin Arif here in uh, our studios in um, Alton at uh, Jalsa Salana, the annual convention of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community. We are talking about importance of faith um, in this uh, program uh, right now in this hour. Um, we were talking to, um, or we were listening to Sir Dr. Fthakariaz. He was uh, explaining the importance and uh, you know the need for religion, the need for guidance, the need for uh, a belief in God for guidance, um, and and of course you know that's something that's really relevant for for us here in the UK. We're living here, almost fifty percent. Dare I say, maybe more. People don't really care about religion. People don't really associate themselves with any belief or religion. They would say, you know, we believe in science and, and that's it. We we don't believe in any God or we don't pray. Churches are empty, you know. So there is really a lack of belief in God. Um, but we have with us, obviously, um, uh, Imam uh, Ali Mahmoud Sahib from, uh, from Ghana joining us. Um, Alim Sab, how's the um, you know when it comes to faith and 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 the belief in people, in um, in 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 God, um, how how is that in Ghana? Well, uh, if you if you speak to a Ghanaian, then uh, you can feel that uh, they they have faith in God, <clears throat> even. Uh, uh, there is a, there is a, there is an impression in the society that uh, Ghanaian society is a divine society. No matter how their uh, faith and their you know their their set of belief looks like, that is a different thing altogether. I'm not talking about the the faith from one point of view or the other point of view. Whichever way you look at it, you can see that that the Ghanaian society, they have that fundamental thing that yeah. they, be, they believe in a, a supreme being. That yes, is a whether it's being. Christians or Muslims. Yeah, but whether they are Christians or Muslims. Yeah. Even those who are uh, uh, these uh, pagans mm -hmm. and uh, those who are who believe in other deities, they also have some kind of, you know, uh, belief in any supreme being and the divine being. They're their practices are distorted and uh, their their set of belief has a new dimension especially those of muslims and christians you can see that the like we we know for from the scripture point of view that you know i remember a very well uh, framed sentence of 
Hazrat Khalifa the Masih the 4th rahimahullah ta'ala he used to say that you know he was asked a certain question by a journalist in mm. Germany mm. that uh, what message will you wish to give to the to the Christians of uh, Germany so it was such a straightforward question and uh, he was expecting the caliph to respond maybe by saying that uh, they should all become muslims or they should all join ahmadiyya hazur gave a very different answer yeah. hazur said that i i my message to them is that they should go back to the Christi- uh, christianity of christ mm. when you go back to the roots you will yourself realize and turn to islam yeah. he didn't say that he just and full stop go back to the christianity of christ Jesus Christ and it was a very beautiful answer mm. because Islam does not uh, you know uh, have any autonomy on salvation mm. if you read the book of Hazrat Khalifa Masih the 4th Islam's response to the contemporary issues you will see it very clearly you know explained for people to 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 ponder over it and to reflect so that is it that uh, in societies we have this uh, you know distorted beliefs and uh, our own way of you know with passage of time is very obvious that they 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 take a new dimension they take a new shape but uh, more or less yes you can say that the society has that uh, divine and and why why is that why is there such a big difference like here we see that you know there's such lack of belief and then when you go because obviously you know we we have also had a little bit of taste of that we've seen it and you do get really surprised that how is this so different you see that, that <clears throat> you mean that uh, the people have this feeling that i don't belong anywhere mm. i want my own freedom and whatever you know there there are there are different types of people in any society in any uh, given society there are people who take risks there are people there are people who learn from experience like uh, mm. you learn through experience then there are people risk takers are those who take risks they hmm. initiate they make their own you know this thing passage and there are other who are waiting to see they have this strategy of wait and see so if the if the thing is successful then they also join like i want to make an investment you are you know just lagging behind you you, you are afraid yeah. to lose your this and that so but when you see that something is is making a good uh, outcome then you yeah. also come in so the same happens in the in, in matters of faith you know many people who have lost interest in religion is due to the fact that the religions are not giving them anything you see the outcome you know you are looking at the outcome of religion mm. you are looking at what they are presenting you go to the, the the supermarket and you look at the shelves and you buy an item at with at your liberty i mean you want to see the what are the ingredients if they do not you know click you appeal to you appeal then you to don't you, then you don't just yeah. get them so what happens is that you know there was that is why the divine readership even still works in this way mm. that you let you have to find a way mm. to let them have an experience of that divine readership that you believe mm. that can bring about a change mm. you see I I I I want to just give you an example like I had I have a friend in in Ghana and uh, who has completely lost interest in any religion so I I came to this school TI Ahmadiyya and he was a Christian at that time and um, 
I came to meet him, but I saw that he was a very, you know, uh, very intelligent and very uh, the person who believes in common sense and try to uh, use logic in everything that he does. So I came to meet him in in '98, I was there, and he was he is he was teaching history. He's still alive. He's still my friend. And uh, when I came to the school, we started having some conversations. I never preached him for the sake of preaching. I never asked him that you should join Islam or you should become Ahmadi. But I realized that gradually, gradually, he was engaging me in different discussions, yeah. logical discussions. And I used to have a strategy with him. Anytime he raised some question that uh, Malvi, what do you, they used to call me Malvi yeah. there, and they still. So he said, Malvi, what do you think about this? Or he raised an issue. He said, what do you think about this? Or what does Islam say about this? Then I say, Mr. Abu, what do you think about it? Yeah. <laughs> then he will say that to me, to my understanding, if my, if I use my logic, I, I will say that A, B, C, D, E. So mm-hmm. he will mention it. Then I say, okay, if that is the case, then let me tell you, Islam says the same thing. He became excited. He say, is that so? I say, yes, because Islam is within you. Islam is a religion of fitrah. That is the nature. Islam is nothing, uh, uh, something alien. It is not coming from another planet. Mm. It is within you. It is, it is, it is logic. It is appealing to you. So it happened so on. I mean, so frequently that we used to talk about it. But I, even then, I still didn't tell him that he should join. But believe me or not, one day, one day after some maybe one year or so. He told me that he wants to join Ahmadiyya. Mm. He said, "If that is Islam, what you are presenting and what you are talking about, that is the Ahmadiyya Islam, Ahmadiyya point of view Islam, then I want to join." And to to your surprise, he he used to drink a lot, <laughs> and right from the day one, he stopped drinking. Wow! And uh, then he he also asked me that what is the uh, he knows that we have a system of contribution, you know, the monthly dues and. Financial uh, sacrifices. sacrifices. Yeah. So I told him, "This is because you are a new convert. Why don't you just start from somewhere, and maybe progressively you can make you know uh, increase it?" Then he said, "No, no, no, no. Let me just tell me what is the the, the rule." Then I told him that okay, we we pay one sixteenth of our monthly income uh, for the progress of this. So he started paying from day one. Mm, straight away. Yes, straight away. There was another friend who was a Catholic. A pure Ga, you know, in Accra we have a, a, a tribe that they are Ga, and uh, he is still there. He's my, he's a very good friend of mine, and uh, he's an engineer by profession, and uh, you can not believe that he fasted for thirty days mm. during the month of Ramadan while he was not a Muslim, mm. because he was reading the philosophy of the teaching of Islam. And if I show you the book he was reading, you will be surprised. You will be amazed because he read the book word by word, underlining the words, raising questions here and there, here and there, here and there. Then, consequently, the Ramadan came and he started fasting while he was not a Muslim, and he announced on the Eid day in the Eid grounds in our school, in that in our school back where I was for twenty-one years. So he announced that. From today, I am an Ahmadi, mm. and he is still an Ahmadi. He married an Ahmadi girl, and now he has children. So 
and he's still a professor uh, i mean he was by then he was uh, teaching physics in the school mm. but later he secured a job in the ghana highways and he has moved to the ghana highways and he is in one of the regions in ghana so what i'm telling you that these are also people who did not have any interest in religion mm. and they were part of that larger society but we have to it, in in fact i will say that it is there if there is any weakness any shortcoming it is on our part you see like the prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam has said the yeah. fruits are ready we just have to shake shake mm. the tree they will fall i mean it's very very interesting i mean i could listen and listen uh, to these beautiful stories um about you know how people were inspired and are inspired and still being inspired but you know we we we've covered uh, the, the basics we've, we've covered that you know with it there is divine guidance we are in need of divine guidance we we yearn for a divine guidance and it has to be part of our lives in order for us to progress uh, not only in, in in worldly matters but also most importantly uh, spiritually uh, that we build a connection a communion with god almighty but why is it if you can maybe shed some light upon why do, uh, you know do we need uh, religion in particular and and also why is it islam why is it that because right now hundred and thousand of paths of of way of lives and different structure different people that leading uh, that are leading people but why is it in particular that islam is the religion that brings you brings mankind directly to god almighty like uh, islam uh when you say it is islam yes it is of course islam because we are muslims and we we believe it is that but we when we say it is islam then we are not saying from that you know angle in which uh, people should take any kind of offense you know I once uh, I met a certain Christ Christian and he said uh, we are uh, we are uh, we are winning lives for for the Christ and uh, so you should join us and you know he was just preaching and then I said I am already Christian so he was surprised he knew that I was a Muslim and he said oh how <laughs> I said yes I am a Muslim I am a, I am a Christian I said I cannot be a Muslim without being a Christian yeah. I am even mm-hmm. uh, I mean I even believe in Krishna. I am I am this I am that I started men- making mention one after the other so I say because Islam is a universal religion and Islam it is something that uh, has come to to at a confluence of right. other parts you know when you make small small parts and you let the water flow in those parts ultimately they they they, they fall into an ocean you see so that is what we are talking about we are when we say it is Islam as a matter of fact we are not condemning other religions the the approach should be right because people are offended by this sentence sometimes because of the attitude of muslims because a muslim approaching a christian with with this attitude as if uh, he is not doing the right thing and he like you are trying to condemn Mm. what they believe mm. and you are trying to impose on them that leave that one and come to this one meanwhile our approach is that that you continue doing what you are doing but let me assure you that it will ultimately lead you to islam right. 
because the holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam the book that he brought that is the holy quran it makes mention of all those prophets who have ever been sent to any part of the world to any people to any tribes to any group of the people because they all received divine guidance but with the passage of time as they 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 were distorted or they were changed or people uh, people uh, interfered into those scriptures and they made them look differently but islam has combined all those teachings and presented them in a more you know uh, attractive way that is all about islam so if we present islam in this way to the people that we are not here to condemn you we are here to present something to you which may you know attract you you know it is it is your duty to present it in such a way you know that is called marketing <laughs> you know when you when you produce something if you don't do good marketing you will never get customers mm. but if your product is good and your marketing is good then no matter how the, the the small the number is in the beginning but let me assure you that by all means people will come very well said um you're listening to voice of islam uh, radio and um i mean what can i say i mean it's been fantastic discussion uh with um with the guests today both uh iftikhariyas sarif iftikhariyas uh, and also uh respected ali mahmood um here in studio uh we're going to take a short break uh, and um join us after the break as we continue our live uh, broadcast here from uh, Alton Hadika Tumadi the Jalsa Salana and on convention of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community You're listening to the Voice of Islam Radio broadcasting on DAB and via the internet 24 hours a day three proofs of the truthfulness of the prophet messiah one in a hadith of the holy prophet of islam sallallahu alaihi wasallam he has said that there will be two signs in the support of the mahdi that have never occurred before since the creation of the heavens and the earth these two signs are eclipses that would occur on very specific days during the month of ramadan in 1894 A few years after Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad made his claim of being the promised Messiah, India and the subcontinent were witnesses to an eclipse that had occurred on the first of the three days of the full moon and in Ramadan. In the following year, in 1895, the USA had witnessed an eclipse that had occurred on the second of the three days of the full moon again in Ramadan. Now we know eclipses aren't something that can be man-made, nor is there any technology on the planet that could create such a spectacle. So this has to be the work of God. This is clear undeniable evidence in support of the truthfulness of the Prophet Messiah. 2. Performing miracles is commonly associated with prophethood. Jesus is said to have healed the sick, Moses is said to have parted the sea, and Jonah is said to have survived the belly of the whale. On one occasion, during the time of the Prophet Messiah, there was one student named Abdul Karim who fell severely ill with rabies. Now at that time, There was absolutely no cure nor any medication that could heal Abdul Karim. So the promised Messiah prayed for the recovery of the student and Abdul Karim made a miraculous recovery. Now, without any human intervention, this can only be attributed to the work of God. 
A second miracle during the time of the Prophet Messiah is how he had perfected the Arabic language overnight. Now how long would it take me or you to learn a language? Some years? Even people with degrees find it difficult to call themselves experts in the language. The Promised Messiah received a revelation of 40,000 Arabic words overnight, a language that is commonly known to be one of the most complicated languages in the world. This can again only be attributed to the work of God in support of the truthfulness of the Promised Messiah. 3. We can see from the history of the Prophets that they have always been victorious in their claims and their missions. Similarly, the Promised Messiah has been victorious in his claims and his missions. The Promised Messiah received a prophecy from God that I shall cause thy message to reach the corners of the earth. Now the Promised Messiah received this prophecy in a rural village in India in Guardian, an unknown town to the world. Now we can see that a little over a hundred years later, his message and his claim has reached over 200 countries around the world. This is nearly every country on the planet. Now who can now say that his message has not reached the corners of the earth? These are clear proofs of the truthfulness of the Prophet Messiah. The Promised Messiah on whom be peace, founder of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community in Islam states, Since most do not yet contain such enthusiasm to accept difficulty and hardship for the sake of meeting me, hence it seems appropriate to appoint three days a year for this Jalsa, in which all sincere individuals, if God wills and if health, resources and lack of any major hindrance permits, can visit on the allocated dates. Our friends should visit and on this date solely for the sake of Allah, to listen to heavenly discourses and to participate in prayer to their utmost ability. Listening to the Voice of Islam Radio. Broadcasting on DAB and via the internet 24 hours a day. So for for me in in in, in my life what I did was I said to, um, it came to a point in my life where I said, I need spirituality. I need to know about, there must be more to life than just working, getting up in the morning, going to work at nine o'clock, coming home at five o'clock, going to bed, waking up the next day and doing the same thing over and over again. There must be more to life than just eating food and taking pleasure from a meal. There must be more to life than drinking a latte and taking pleasure in a latte. Yeah. And all of these thoughts take you towards spirituality. Sure. And when you know spirituality, that is to come to Allah. So, so that was how it started. But then what really, you know, practically for me, what happened was, I said to the, the various friends that I had at the time, you know, I believe in, I want to know about God, yeah. whether or not God exists. What would you advise me? So I spoke to a Christian. Right. I spoke to a Buddhist. I spoke to a Muslim. Right. I spoke to a... Hindu. A Hindu, a little bit, yeah. and also to an Ahmadi Muslim as well. Right. And they all right. gave me the same advice. They all said, Allah, we believe in God, we pray, and God answers prayers. 
So what was very nice is all the different religions essentially gave the same advice. Right. When I did that, then when I prayed, then Allah answered my prayers. Right. And I prayed for the first time genuinely from my heart. And Allah says that whenever the supplicant prays to him, then he answers those prayers. Yeah. And Allah, by the, grace of, by the grace of Allah Almighty, then he answered my prayers. And I believed in him for the first time. And from there, I continued those conversations. And I said to the Christian, what do you believe? I said to the Muslim, what do you believe? And to the Hindu, the same. And to the Ahmadi Muslim. And essentially, to believe in Islam Ahmadiyyat means you believe in all of Jesus' teachings, all of Krishna's teachings, all of Buddha's teachings, but you have them clarified by the Holy Quran. Right. And then you accept the Prophet or the Imam Mahdi who's been sent by Allah in, in subservience to the Holy Prophet Wasallam. So to, to become an Ahmadi Muslim means that you actually accept everything that all of the others do, but you are the most submissive to Allah because you accept a prophet that has come so recently that to make that decision shows or inshallah it shows to Allah that I'm willing to follow you and not just my culture, not just my society, but I'm willing to accept the one that you've sent in my, in my time, in my generation. A new station, the voice of Islam. With live discussions, religion and culture, understand the true teachings of Islam with the voice of Islam. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuhu. In the name of Allah, most gracious, ever merciful. Welcome back to the Drive Time Show here on Voice of Islam. Uh, today, as if you've uh, tuned in before, then you would know that we are currently uh, at the Jalsa Salana, the annual convention of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community here in Alton, Hampshire. And uh, we're broadcasting live and um, in the past uh, hour and a half, we uh, had uh, two amazing guests with us um, who gave us some insight uh, into uh, how uh, people uh, nowadays perceive to believe in God and how uh, or why the need is there for religion and especially Islam to unite uh, mankind uh, uh, all together. Yeah. So um, I'm currently here with uh, Safir uh, and um, uh, we are coming closer to the end of the show but just to recap that, you know, in, in, in this uh, segment today, we, we spoke about uh, religion and uh, why the need is there. But an interesting thing that I was, you know, listening, we were speaking to Aleem and uh, Sir, uh, Sir Imam Aleem from Ghana and also Sir Iftikhar uh, Ayaz. And they both, uh, you know, gave very beautiful pictures about uh, religion and especially about Islam and the need of uh, a divine leadership and we're being blessed to have a divine leadership uh, of the Amdiya Muslim community our global caliph Hazrat Mizza Masroor Ahmed uh, may Allah be his helper who is currently here uh, on site uh, about to um, uh, deliver a, a speech um, to the members of the MD Muslim community and also guests outside of the community are here to be inspired by uh, the divine leadership of uh, our uh, global caliph. So, um, Safir, I think it's it's a beautiful atmosphere here where Absolutely. we are yeah. currently, you know, reaping the blessings and uh, the, uh, of of the divine presence of of the of the global caliph as well. Absolutely. I mean, I was so inspired uh, just listening to uh, the two scholars we had um, in our studio for the past uh, one and a half hour, and it was just amazing listening to their faith inspiring 
accounts uh, from their own very experienced uh, personalities, uh, spent a lot of time serving the Ahmadiyya Muslim community. They have seen firsthand the, uh, you know, the the proofs of existence of God and, and uh, uh, they have seen miracles. And, and in fact, I mean, um, before we came into the studio, as we were walking towards the studio, um, Sarif Tukhariyaz mentioned something very interesting. He said that, look, this uh, since we are going to talk about religion and uh, existence of God, this whole annual annual convention in itself is a proof of Absolutely. existence of God. And that was like, you know, I was like, yes, of course. I mean, that's how, you know, how true is that? Because having a uh, huge uh, event, uh, festival or whatever you call it, uh, annual convention like this it's it's truly amazing that this, this there's there's no there's there's no music there's no dancing there is no um entertainment as such that people expect on worldly uh you know festivals yes, and then conventions that, that yeah. you need to have this kind of entertainment yeah. with that to entertain people but this is a huge event which is purely spiritual which is which is there to uh, revive our faith and um, and you know when this Jalsa Salana, this annual convention, uh, if we look at history when it was started by the Promised Messiah, the founder of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, he said that the purpose of this will be to to increase the members of the community in spirituality and so people can meet each other. And then he also prayed for the people who were attending this annual convention that mm. may Allah bless them uh, in their you know in in their faith and in their worldly aspects as well. So we see that, you know, there are people coming here um, from all over the country, country uh, within the UK, but also internationally from all over the world. Um, and we know we see people volunteering here, helping, doing basic things, people cooking food, people cleaning pots, people picking up rubbish, people cleaning toilets, people sweeping the, you know, the the holes and the, and the roads. And they're doing that. Um, while voluntarily, yeah, voluntarily. I yeah. mean, they're they have good jobs. You know, they don't yeah. need to do this, but they do this because they know when they do this, they will gain the blessings from Absolutely. this convention. I mean, it's uh, you know, it brings me back to um, one of the the, the the sittings with His Holiness, where uh, students uh, from one country, you know, they ask question about uh, you know the purpose of our existence, and His Holiness very beautifully mentioned that, of course. In the Quran, uh, the purpose of our existence, uh, as we mentioned, that we have to serve God Almighty and we have to worship Him, and we have to fulfill His rights as is His due. Mm. But it's not only that. Worship, worshiping God and serving Him also means that we have to serve mankind. We have to serve humanity, and we have to, uh, you know, uh, help mankind. Uh, this is also a form of worship. And this is beautifully has been beautifully reflected here at this annual convention as well, where just today, uh, towards the end of uh, his Friday sermon, uh, His Holiness mentioned that, uh, you know, we have to look after our guests. We have to uh, always have a smile on our face. We have to meet one another. Uh, you know, we have to fulfill the needs of our fellow human being, uh, even if at that point, for one point, it seems strange, or if it's, uh, you know, we cannot, it seems as if we cannot fulfill the needs, we have to still try our best 
to to uh, uh, please our guests and and make them happy by fulfilling their needs. Uh, he mentioned the food arrangements. Not everyone likes a, or or someone has a specific you know type of food he prefers. But uh, he mentioned to the organizers that they should fulfill the needs of the guests. And he also mentioned to the guests that they should uh, you know overlook if there is something that uh, they uh, do uh, that they dislike. Then they should. Uh, you know, simply think that this is for the sake of God Almighty that they are, uh, you know, um, still, uh, you know, going through and and having whatever is there and being being uh, grateful for whatever there is. Yeah. And this is also a form of worship. Yep, exactly. And uh, I think one of the um, main important aspects of this annual convention um, is always the prayers as well and the uh, spiritual. Uh, guidance that we get from uh, His Holiness, uh, the worldwide head of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community. As you mentioned, he will um, deliver an address very soon after our uh, program finishes now, and um, that will be um, translated and and also um, you know will be available for for our listeners to to listen into the translation. But yeah, of course, I mean five daily prayers are being offered here uh, at this huge marquee where you know thousands of people are. Are praying together, shoulder to shoulder. You know, people. There, there are people you know, but there are people you don't know. But you will embrace them. You will, you know, love each other as 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 that brotherhood and uh, and people from different countries, different faiths, different nations, different different ethnicities, ethnicities. There is no, you know, in Islam, everybody is equal. Allah the Almighty says that you know what matters is what is in your heart and your righteousness. So. This purpose of this annual convention again is to increase us in righteousness, and this is why faith is important. This is the need of religion um, that we see um, reflected in this annual convention. And as you mentioned as well, that the um, there's twofold purposes of our religion of faith. One is to worship God Almighty, and the other is to fulfill the rights of people. So the promised Messiah, the founder of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, has written, and he said that it is worth remembering that religion is based on two rights. The first is rights owed to God, and this includes how one should believe and have faith in God, and manner he should be worshipped. And um, the second is the rights that must be discharged to God's creation. This comprises of how one should display compassion, love, kind treatment, and benevolence to God's creation. And must alleviate their afflictions, pain, and sorrow. So, Islam is a, such a complete religion that uh, you know it's it's a way of life, um, and um, you know it's not enough to just sit in a place and pray five times and say, okay, you know, I've done my job and I have now you know uh, made God happy. But actually, it is throughout your life that you have when you wake up, the the rights that your family has over you. How you treat your family, how you treat people around you, how you treat people at your workplace, how you treat people um, that you meet out on the streets—everything, your manners, uh, whether you, you know, you are speaking the truth, whether you are, you know, giving the rights to people, whether whether you are dealing in your everyday life, dealing, doing business honestly—all of these things are there in the religion. All of these things are the, in the Islamic teachings. And Islam teaches us that on a daily basis, on our daily dealings, whether it's you know working, whether it's doing business, whether it's uh, you know spending time with your family, 
always always you have to fulfill try try your best to fulfill the rights of people and that is the name of religion that is what we're trying to you know strive for every day definitely so just to give you a recap that uh, throughout the show we've been talking about the importance of divine leadership and how mankind has always needed guidance to be able to get closer to their creator because without constant guidance on all matters we wouldn't know what to do um and also you discuss uh the need for religion uh particularly islam and we, we've discussed that all religions have taught that our ultimate purpose in life is to love god and love his creation while many distort religion to commit heinous crimes those who follow religion as they were originally conceived seek to incorporate these maxims into everyday life at every level now the spiritual practices popular in the west do not lead to spiritual contentment or righteous action rather it is our beliefs that about our purpose in life and moral accountability that strongly influence how we behave to others and whether we achieve mental contentment it is our beliefs about the world that allow us to bear with suffering and remain content in the knowledge that every trial can be a source of spiritual development it is our moral convictions that tell us to redress injustice rather than suffer mindfully so th this is what we've uh, discussed in uh, today's show uh, and it's you know it, it will continue as you will uh, tune in uh, for the next two uh, days so tomorrow and the day after tomorrow where we broadcast live uh, here from Alton Hampshire uh, from the Voice of Islam studios uh, from Uh, the Jalsa Salana, the annual convention where, uh, you know, as they say, um, it's it's a beautiful tradition of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, that, uh, you know, at a place where there's a gathering, uh, remembering God Almighty and his uh, messenger, the Holy Prophet of uh, Allah, peace be upon him, angels descend and cover that gathering with their wings. Uh, and, you know, which means that there are That, that gathering is filled with blessings and protected by God Almighty. So this is truly a gathering where, uh, you know, angels descend and, and spread their wings upon uh, this area where, you know, you see people who are, you know, reforming themselves spiritually, who, who lift them up spiritually by uh, gaining blessings and observing prayer together by listening to His Holiness, the Global Caliph of the MDM Muslim community. So stay tuned. Uh, Uh, in this, uh, you know, in this, uh, in this radio station, Voice of Islam, and uh, tune into our shows and and benefit from from the shows and the in interesting uh, guests that we have throughout the next two three days. Uh, that's from my side. Uh, I'll pass over to Sophia to conclude the show. Yeah, Jazakallah. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. It's been uh, honestly very faith inspiring. Um, we're going to now go over to the news. <laughs> 